Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it! Clowney just says, I'll take care of business right here. I'll come off the ball and rock you and get it right back for our offense. 22nd and 10 for Fields. Fields to throw it. Pump fake. Sacks. Fires. Touchdown, Garrett Wilson. Now Burrow going to launch downfield for Chase. Who's got it? Touchdown, LSU! Snaps with the This is Menace to Picks. All right, welcome to the newest episode of the Menace to Picks podcast. JG the Joker here with our West Coast capper breaking down the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. What a season we had, our first ever 18-week season, 17 games for all the teams. And here we are with a wild card that was crazy right up to the end, the last few minutes until we figured out what these matchups were going to be. There were some shock teams that are in the playoffs and surprising teams that are out. West Coast capper, how's the weather out there? It's it's January of the Bengals game. It's going to be uh, three inches of snow they're calling for. How, how are we out? How are we doing out there in, in Arizona? Well, it's 70 degrees today, and I don't miss Cincinnati at all. But <laughs> uh, I'm sure people in Cincinnati who love that town like I do are – they don't even think about what a different world it might be somewhere else, but I have learned that there is another world out there on the so West when, Coast. When you're out there in the desert, do you need? Do you ever just you crave, you know, some uh, skyline Gold Star Chili, or are you just okay? Oh no, no, they have it here. There's uh, there's a couple of places in town called Fries. You know, it's it's a version of Kroger's or what have you, and uh, and they have they sell Gold Star. <laughs> and uh, or I should I should say Skyline. They sell the Skyline chili, and you can still get it if you really want it that bad. Cincinnati, it's uh, you know, it's something that, that you haven't seen in a while. That the Bengals need the entire clock. They need some penalties. They need everything they can get to kick a game-winning field goal to beat the Chiefs to win the AFC North in a game that Vegas did not favor them. Um, but the Bengals here, as we start out. They're they're averaging 32 points per game in their last five home games. Um, Six and a half point favorite against the upstart Raiders, who are generally a a team that you've pointed out that fade down the stretch, but have actually circled the wagons a little bit. Um, The Raiders are only averaging 19 points a game over their last five, and the Raiders are 0-5 in their last game, last five against the spread, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we had picked them as a lock of the year for the Bengals to win this game when it was in uh, Vegas. But this game feels different, you know, with all those stats out there. What are your thoughts? Bengals minus six and a half or just money line stuff? This is a huge game. A great question. You know, I, I, I have uh, noticed in the past few years that the Raiders, and I've indicated this on our podcast, that the Raiders fade down the stretch, but this year, they, I love how you described it. They circled the wagons and I think they circled the wagons around their, their coaching staff and their previous coach. So I think there's a lot to that story, but I saw a guy mature in uh, the car, the quarterback. Um, He is driving the ship and he's playing with 
incredible professionalism. I used to think of him as a two, a second tier quarterback. Um, but I, I think he's pushed, elevated his game to a first tier quarterback here in the last uh, half of the season. They've won six or of their last seven. Um, I know that they're not covering the spread, but that, you know, that's, that's really not their style. I don't think it never has been. Um, this game does concern me for the Bengals. So, as I said, um, some things to like about Cincinnati. 32 game in their last five at home, whereas the Raiders just 19 points per game in their last five overall average. Raiders 0-5 against the spread. Now, the Bengals in the last five times they've played the Bengals. Are you throwing some of these stats out? Do you think that – I know you've mentioned the, the Bengals offensive line and how hungry the defensive line for the Raiders look. Can, are the Bengals going to win? Is this something where you'd rather just take the Bengals on the money line and then parlay it somewhere else with um, maybe the Bucks on Sunday, or are you just going to pass? Or are you going to take the Raiders? No, I, I'm, I'm not going to take the Raiders in that game. Um, but I would take – if I was betting the game, I'm taking the, the uh, Bengals on the money line and probably put it together with something else. You know, the Raiders have won so many close games recently down the stretch on a field goal or whatever the case may be. They, you know, like they, they, things have fallen into place for them, as we like to say. But what really concerns me about this game, and I've talked to you about it privately, is the offensive line of the Bengals, who is it's one of the worst in the past, past defense, um, uh, really struggles this year has struggled they, they've given up so many sacks i think then, they i think they're last i think they're last in sacks they, and then you know, the, the burrow's been sacked more than any quarterback then you got the guy on the like the two defensive ends for the raiders that look like just just you know they are the destroyers of all time yeah they look like and, they played for adam sandler in uh, the longest yard <laughs> four point you know like these are these are defensive ends that are faster than the guys that are you know on offense and they're just <laughs> running running past they're running past the guys that are trying to block them as if they're you know Dayton power and light pylons in the street so you know it's 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 kind of hard to watch in like orange cones okay i think i can get past that <laughs> so you know and then they do some stupid swim move or don't even have to do that they just run past them and against the Bengals that's going to be that could be absolutely nightmarish so the jungle um you know going to be a complete sellout the last Bengals playoff game was the Vontez perfect game and the Jeremy Hill fumble when the Bengals <laughs> had finally got the monkey off their back they had won a playoff game they had dethroned the Pittsburgh Steelers but then Jeremy Hill fumbled, right, um, with just, you know, a little over a minute left, and, and the Steelers go down the field and, and take the game with, with some penalties and some controversy. Are the Bengals going to finally get it done? I think they're going to win at home in, in the jungle. I think it'll be their first, you know, playoff win in a long, long time. But it would not surprise me if the Raiders won – at the end of the clock on a field goal. It's, it's just, it, it's one of those things this, this season. And I didn't, I didn't really like, I don't like teams that have to sit guys uh, for the entire game uh, prior to their playoff game. I've never, I've never liked that, but um, that, you know, that's a decision that coaches have to make. There's a lot of coaching decision in the NFL this week that, you know, I don't really understand, but 
I think the Raiders are, are a beast at this time with their momentum. Momentum, the big mo is everything in sports. It's everything. I'm going to take the Bengals. Um, I'm going to find somewhere to parlay them, whether it's the early morning soccer game, um, whether it's another team that we trust. Um, uh, take them on the money line. You know, I'll be at the game. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for the Cincinnati Bengals being a Southwest Ohio guy. And, um, yeah, I, I also, if, if I had to pick this one against the spread, I, I think I would take the Bengals just for the simple fact of how good they've looked on offense. And if they can protect Burrow and give them a little bit of time, I think they're going to put up more points than the Raiders are capable of, of, of um, scoring. So I, I projected the Bengals winning this game right around a touchdown. I think it's going to be I, – I don't, I don't ever like six and a half. I would always do six because six is a, a common number, a key number that you might win by. So I would buy it to six if I had to and think that the Bengals win 27-20, something like that. There, there is looking like there could be a little bit of snow in the forecast. The Patriots are going on the road uh, at the Bills, already a four-and-a-half-point favorite, the Bills – some weird stats for this one. The Patriots are 15 and three against the spread in their last 18 against the Bills, and the road team is 19 six and two in the last 27. Is this a game that you're excited about, or is this a game you're like, uh, I'll watch it, but I'm not betting it? Yeah, that might that might be a pass for me, and the reason being is it appears to me that um, the Patriots have stalled offensively and I think you know how people I always talk about uh, coaches in the NFL they catch up real quick on uh, what the weaknesses and strengths are of the other team and it's obvious to me the quarterback now is a he's he's a B plus he's not an A minus you know he's he's definitely a second tier he's not really throwing the ball for, uh, down the field much and they have they have designed things early in the season and midseason that work for him so that game, this game scares me a little bit for the Patriots. I, th- I think they could lose that game. Um, would you ever consider Bengals money line and Bills money line parlay? That would get you a little bit better than even money. Yep, yep. I, I think it. I, I think that that might be something that I would play, uh, just because I don't have a lot of, of faith right now in the Patriots. I, they just they look to me like they're they're going in the other direction. Right. The Bills have been inconsistent as well, you know, yes, and, and they've yes. been scoring some crazy touchdowns with Josh Allen to uh, Stephon yeah. Diggs. Are they going to be able to uh, recreate that? Um, so, the, I mean, this is, a, this is a really tough game. And just those numbers with the Patriots playing well in the matchup, they split in regular season. And the old adage is divisional rivals tend to split when you have two great teams. When they have two playoff teams, a lot of times they'll split in the regular season. Divisional rivals will. Um, and they did, and now this 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 game looks this looks tough. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I would probably pick the Bills at home, but then you look at the road team has been covering, and the Patriots have been covering. It's just a hard game. So, um, you know, Bills and and Bengals money line, but it wouldn't even be for that big. It would just be for something modest. You don't have to go crazy just because it's the playoffs. It's just you know if you if you're really good at, at what you do at picking the games. You don't get overly excited just because it's a Super Bowl or a playoff. It could be anything oh. else, you know, any day yeah. of the week that it's all the same day, you know. So there could be an NBA game that you found an edge that, that you like that same day, and it's just January NBA, you yeah. know. So um, 
let's be smart and, and maintain our discipline. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Watch it and enjoy football. Yeah. Eagles, had, go yeah. ahead. I had a chance to watch the NBA last last night with the Warriors and uh, Clay Thompson, and I really enjoyed not only watching uh, Clay come back, but um, the improvement of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the length on their front line. If they uh, had not lost Colin Sexton and Ricky Rubio, I think they're a playoff team for sure, formidable yeah. playoff team potentially. With yeah. their lack of depth at guard, they basically just have Darius Garland. He's the only guard that that is really able to do anything on the perimeter right now, yeah. and that's going to cost them against um, the good guards in the Eastern Conference. So they'll yeah. be a fringe playoff team to me. They'll probably be in the top ten, but I don't see them – um, making it ahead of, of some of these other teams that are behind them currently, like the Atlanta Hawks are going to pass them. Um, you know, just – but, I, yeah, but the, the Cavs do look strong. If they can um, keep that group together, that, that, that could be – and I love Garland, man. I loved watching him last night, man. It was, it was, he's, he's special. He's special. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Eagles um, are at the Bucks. The Bucks are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Here's your stat. Eagles 10-1 and one against the spread as an underdog in the playoffs. For whatever reason, their franchise shows up when their dogs in the playoffs. Ten and one against the spread—that's a strong number right there. And I know you already have some feelings about the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. You know, and all that's going on with uh, Antonio Brown. I think there's a lot more to that story. And uh, I, I really, I, I found it interesting that um, you know Antonio Brown once again has found himself in a spot where, you know, he's the target. And I'm not so sure as I as I hear everything that's being said about that situation that he should be. And uh, there's a lot going on there. And and you know, uh, Arius, when you when you see the text that the coach sends to Antonio Brown the night before the game, and you know, obviously he has had an injury injury that he's trying to play through. Um, then the game gets a little bit out of hand, and he decides, you know, maybe I shouldn't play. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the Bucks somehow fight back in that game. And I noticed that all the all the players, you know, defending Antonio Brown. But he makes an interesting statement. He says, "You know, how much would Tom Brady be my friend if I didn't play football?" And that hit home with me. I went like, "Wow, you know, he's probably right." You know, how, would, would Tom Brady and Antonio Brown be friends if they never played football? And uh, and, and I have to say, the answer is no. You know, Tom Brady needed Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown delivered for, you know, two and a half years or however long, and now he's the bad guy again. I, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot more to this story, including incentives that uh, Antonio Brown was owed if he just made one more touchdown, four more passes, played in one more game. It ended up being a million and a half. You know, there's, you know, the, it's, it becomes a professional league at some points where they. They just don't want to pay a guy, and they end up end up putting a rookie in the game for him for the second half. I, I don't know. Well, I, kind of, you know, I, I know I, you're I a huge of... you're a huge body language guy. Yeah. Uh, when analyzing during the Antonio Brown situation, people were saying he was crazy, he needs mental help. If you watch, he was smiling, yeah. <laughs> and then he went yeah. out, and he went out, and he was smiling while he's waiting for his Uber, and yeah. then. He was at the Nets game the next night, sitting courtside, watching the Nets play. Yeah. You know, yeah. it had the vibe of, like, he was all right. He understood that, you know, they cut him or whatever, and he was like, okay, if I'm cut, then I'm going home and move on. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, so, anyway, Eagles yeah. plus yeah. eight and a half. Yeah, it's too much. You know, it's it's uh, too much the plus – 
I mean, they get they get plus eight and a half, but you know that's that's going to be tough because um, that's a damn good team, uh, even without Antonio Brown, who had been injured and not playing at full strength, and they do have a lot of a lot of weapons. Um, so uh, I I don't know. I I still think the Bucks are going to. I don't know if they're going to cover the eight and a half. I think they will, though. I think they will. And we've been again, doing some teasers, sixteen and four. Thanks for sixteen and four in December. Been doing a lot of yeah. teasers. Would you like to tease seven points? Um, the Eagles plus fifteen and a half, or would you rather tease it Bucks minus one and a half? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play that strong um, either way. So it's it's just interesting. Um, I, I think I think I would. I'm going str- I'm going strong with the Bucks in this game because. Uh, I, I just believe that Gronk's going to show up again and all those guys, they're going to do their thing that they do at this time of the season. So, Is Tom Brady going to get embarrassed and lose in the first round of the Philadelphia Eagles? No. <laughs> okay. So That's then if happening. you like the Bengals to win, would you parlay the Bengals and the Bucks? I might do that. That yeah, would get you pretty close to even money. Yeah, if I could maybe get a couple points. But um, it would get, get close to even money. That's what I might do. Exactly. Sounds like fun, actually. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, 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 time of, this time of the year is fun, man. You know, that sounds fun. Everybody's, everybody's a fan at this time fun. of the year. And so- 49ers, 49ers are a three point dog at the Cowboys. The 49ers are the scariest team in the NFL that nobody wants to play. I, I circled. In capital letters, P A S S pass. I'm not <laughs> betting on the 49ers in the Cowboys game. You know, um, I, I don't know. I think the Cowboys are very, very good, but the 49ers. I I watched Jimmy Garoppolo uh, at the end of the season. Here, he's way better than people gave him credit for. Way better. Yeah, he puts he puts the ball where it's supposed to go, right? And holy smokes, man, he has zip on his ball, and you know, and I do believe that the guy's he's hurt. You know, here again, he's hurt playing with his thumb that's you know supposedly broken, and he's got it's obvious he has some sort of uh, some sort of apparatus on it to keep it straight uh, while he's playing, and he's trying to play through it. Man, he looked good uh, this past weekend. You know, he continues to just amaze me on how much better he is uh, compared to what the pundits say about him. I watch it all the time and say, man, why do people hate this guy so much? It's funny because they, but they love Dak and Dak has not looked great. Um, Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, um, and the Cowboys weapons, the Cowboys are not the team that they were a few years ago. A few years ago, they were a rugged, give the ball to Zeke 40 times type of team. This year, they're more of a kind of finesse team. So it's contrasting styles here. The more I think of it, and, and I did right pass, and I'll probably still pass. If I had to bet it, I would probably take the 49ers. Um, you know, um, you know I, went, I went – go ahead. Have you seen Zeke's numbers decline in the past five years? It's, it's like a rapid decline, like, you know, cryptocurrency or something, man. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's horrible to uh, see the, the demise of Zeke statistically – in the last five years, check it out, man. It's it's. There's no question that he has gone downhill. Forty Niners have a big three. They have a big three. They have Nick Bosa, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel. 
those three physical, mean, tough dudes that um, it might be one of the best big threes in the NFL of just three superstars. (laughs) Those guys are studs. Yeah, they're studs, man. I mean, and and they're mean. And, you know, that's that's a good – you know, that's a great organization that's been successful for a long time. I know it's been a while since they've been at the top here recently, but, man, you know, back in the day, Bill Walsh and company, they owned the NFL. So, right. so you know, and, you know, don't don't be surprised if they they come back. And you know, don't let's not forget that Belichick wanted uh, Garoppolo very bad to be the the uh, the takeover for Brady at one point. It's a great point. Steelers getting twelve and a half points at the Chiefs. Um, uh, the Steelers played this game a couple weeks ago. They were down thirty to zero. They ended up losing. I want to say thirty six to ten. Um, the Chiefs have gone on the road and played poorly against the Bengals and against um, the Denver Broncos. They won one of those games, kind of lucky to win it. They didn't seem to have the same intensity that they've had um, in that stretch in the middle of the season where they were just clobbering teams. Can the Steelers cover twelve and a half, or is this game a blowout? I think the Steelers can cover the twelve and a half because it's a playoff game and it's freaking Mike Tomlin. You know, he he manages games better than anybody and gives his gives his teams a chance to win, which is what coaching's all about in that league or any league. Sixty six percent coverage for Tomlin in his career as an underdog. We've said it so many times when he's a dog, he's covered better than any coach in NFL history. He's gonna cover. He's gonna cover in in in, in a game. It'll probably be ten. You know, it, it might be ten points. Uh, but it's not going to be 12. I, I mean, it, it might be 7 to 10 that uh, he'll go down by. But I don't believe it's going to be 12. I just don't. I, I, I'm going to go ahead. This is going to be one I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. Um, again, similar to the Bengals Raiders, I don't see how the Steelers are going to be able to score. Their offense is really bad. They had a hard time scoring uh, yesterday against the Ravens in a game that they needed to win. Uh, somehow they got it done. But I, I just don't see them scoring more than 13 points. And that means that the Chiefs have to get to 25-26, and I think that they will. With that discrepancy, um, I think that we are going to split on this one. I'm going to lean Chiefs, but not too crazy about the game. The last game is Monday Night Football. The Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams can't beat the 49ers, but they can beat the Cardinals. They always beat the Cardinals. They always lose to the 49ers, but they always beat the Cardinals, and they're a four-and-a-half point or a four-point favorite. Yep. I'm take, and I would take that game if they always beat the Cardinals. <laughs> and I think you said it the best right there. And uh, the Cardinals, do they really believe in themselves, really? Do they, do they, are they, they're like the kid on the block that's not sure he belongs in the pickup game down at the park. You're like, come on, and they, man. And they, big, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys handed them the game. I mean, they yeah. did everything that they could, fumbling, penalties, anything that they could. Cardinals, we want you to win. Here, we're going to keep giving you the ball back. We're going to keep doing all this stuff. Everybody and wants so, them to win. Everybody wants the the – the, you know the the young quarterback to win. Every you know he's 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 a tough little guy, man. He plays hard. You know it's it's it, you know he's easy to root for. But do they really believe in themselves? That's what's crazy. You, you listen to them talk. It's like they lost the last five games. Stafford's been not trustworthy. Stafford's been throwing the ball to the other team. I mean, I think yeah. about it. And I wonder if the Rams had Joe Burrow right now, um, what would they look like? 
Okay, Stafford has well, not has not been reliable. Cooper Cup has been incredible. <laughs> what if you know? What if any team in the NFL had Joe Burrow's right now? Uh, the Steelers, the uh, man, the the, the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, holy smokes! You know that that situation with the Dolphins is insane. I mean, that guy that guy's done a hell of a job, and he has a he has a sometimes B minus quarterback that you know can't throw it to a guy. You know, it's ten yards away. So. And, and it's hard, man. It's hard. You know, it's hard Brian to win. Brian Flores fired for winning eight of his last nine games, only losing at the number one seed Tennessee Titans. Started out the year slow, but everybody was hurt. He gets a lot of his guys back, wins eight of the last nine, sweeps the Patriots, and then gets fired. Insane. Insane. He's done a great job. You know, he's obviously a, a coach that can, knows how to build teams. But it, it's like someone said on TV today, um, you can't win in the NFL unless you have an A quarterback. Can't win. So, so how about firing your GM that selected Tua Tugaviola over top of Justin Herbert? Well, this is this is really interesting that you say it like that because it's obvious to me that Dolphins have made a have made a decision that Tua is is more important to the uh, uh, the whole uh, program than the coach. And obviously, I think the coach was starting to have some real, you know, differences about, you know, where, what direction they should go. And they made it, they made their decision. But boy, that could come back to bite them because, you know, this is not Don Shula's uh, Dolphins. So no, Dan Marino ain't walking through Dan, that door. Dan Marino's, you know, he's doing commercials for, you know, hair care. <laughs> All right. Well, um, West Coast Capital, we appreciate you coming on. Best of luck. And um, enjoy enjoy that weather. It's going to be three inches of snow in Southwest Ohio. Put on three jackets. We'll see you at the windows, fellas. And here we go. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it. Cloudy just says, I'll take care of business right here. I'll come off the ball and rock you and get it right back for our offense. Second and 10 for Fields. Fields to throw it. Pump fake. Sacks. Fires. Touchdown, Garrett Wilson. Now Burrow going to launch downfield for Chase. Who's got it? Touchdown, LSU. This is Menace to Picks.